Tony, nice to see you. I'm glad you're back. What is your take on this September slowdown that we're seeing? Some people are concerned. I mean, is this the turn of the tides, buying opportunity? What do you think? So September is doing what it normally does. It's just a very sleepy month. Yeah. Uh, 45% of stocks are in correction mode already. Um, only 47% are above the 50-day moving average, so suggesting momentum is weak right now. I'm actually more concerned about 2022 being an unimpressive year because, you know, because of this year's blowout earnings and the market's already up 20 percent. I'm just being cautiously optimistic for the rest of the year. Uh, could we see a short term correction? Absolutely. You know, biggest catalyst is as we get more clarity on Biden's tax policies. Um, I think that would be the, the catalyst, but nothing's pointing to a, a severe downturn, except any type Look, of- you know what? I have to that. jump in there because, um, and I want to get to your stock picks. That's why I'm jumping in. I think you make a great okay. point. You read my mind. I was thinking about the tax policies, right? And if we are to have a pullback into 2022, right? And capital gains is one of the big things on that tax increase, right? So you're going to have yep. companies have to pay more. If you have uh, made some money in the market, you're going to have to pay more. And so when you say we could see a pullback here, even in the near term, some sort of correction, the question is when to sell. So do you sell? Do you just ride it all out? Do you buy on the dip? Because now you could be faced with the capital gains tax or maybe a 2022 that's a little bit shaky. Um, what do you do on a dip? Or do you, what do well, you do over 18 months? Yeah, I think a lot of the action is going to come between now and the end of the year, especially with the capital gains. Uh, they're basically making it an effective date of 913 as that's the date we're going to change the, the, the capital gains rate. You know, we're going from right, 20 to 25 right. Yeah, and they normally don't do that. So, but the good thing is, is we have a little bit of runway. We, we didn't learn on December 1st, and then we have just a mad dash to sell stocks to get gains at a lower tax rate. At least we have a little bit of time to stretch that tax out. Um, it's the, you know, corporate tax is also going up and that could, uh, send, you know, the translation from going from 21% to 26.5% is expected earnings for the S&P next year go from 10% growth to 5% growth. So that's why there's, I'm, I'm not that optimistic for next year, not saying that we can't make yeah. money, but I think we're kind of accustomed to this you know, double digit, mid teens, low twenties kind of returns. And that's right. just not normal. Right. We can't leave out the Santa Claus rally, right? That's always something that we talk about as well. Sometimes you get a little pop towards the end of the year. Let's get to the stock picks. You've brought Rimini Street back to the spotlight once again. I mean, it's been a winner, RMNI. You've spoken about this one. It's been, uh, it's up 15% since you last mentioned it. I think it's up over 100% this year. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I still like it. Uh, they're, uh, I'll call them the digital exterminator, right? Uh, they're a part, a third party company that works on ERP and CRM softwares. They work out the bugs, right? They um, took care of two headwinds. They recapitalized some debt this year and their legal bills are becoming less impactful on revenues because they're growing, you know? So the business is booming. They're continuing to win big contracts, but the biggest value is that they're trading it at a third of the valuation of companies in their peer groups. Now, obviously every company has headwinds. Um, their legal battles could get worse. They can be charged with infringement. Um, and they are also, they're a discount service provider. 
So Oracle could just lower their prices. So there's definitely things that can pop up, but they're right now they're they're doing great. They're winning business and things look great for next year. Hmm. And then Silvergate Capital. I did tease this. I said you have some tie into crypto here. Silvergate Capital. Yeah, Silvergate Capital. Um, $108 a share. They're about a $3 million or $3 billion market cap. All right. So I feel uh, crypto is a very speculative and volatile asset class. And in case in point, when a tweet can move crypto 5 or 10% in either direction, it's very difficult for me to actually call it an asset class. But I'm not going to be stubborn enough and, and, and just ignore crypto. So I do like an, a, a derivative play. And that's Silvergate Capital, they're basically the middleman between the exchange like Coinbase where you buy your crypto and then the custodian where you, you know, your crypto wallet, where you keep your crypto. So Silvergate's revenues come from trading volume. So whether there's a bear market or a bull market, uh, Silvergate's going to win on just the action, the trading volume. So I own it. Strategic Wealth owns it. Um, feel really good about the company and where it's headed because crypto's not going anywhere. You know, obviously, regulation, um, you know, outlawing crypto, which I don't think it would happen here in the United States as it is in China. Um, but all those could be headwinds. But I don't see, I, I see that the action, the trading volume part of uh, what Silvergate does is what attracts me to them. Yeah.